Welcome to What's the Word podcast with myself, Nick Henderson, a resource that helps push you further in your faith by discussing what God's Word has to say about various topics that tend to trip up believers and keep us from advancing into the place God has for us. I'm so grateful you're tuning in today. And before we get into the content, I want to ask if this episode provides you any value that you would leave a review and also share this show on your social media. Those two things help a ton. With that aside, let's jump in to today's episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I got my guy Trevor Valentino back in the studio. Yo, yo. Trevor, how are we doing today, man? Dude, I scored a great round of disc golf this morning, so I'd say it's a very good day. Incredible day, Trevor. (laughs) Well, that's good. Good to hear that. Well, Trevor, we got a good question for today. Uh, We talked to you guys last, I think not last episode, but a couple episodes back now about the idea of when should we break up? When should me and my significant other decide to separate to break up? And if you haven't heard that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It kind of sets the prerequisite for this one, because this episode, we are answering the question of... We broke up, now what? We broke up, now what? Or even how to heal from heartbreak, how to deal with a breakup because breakups are tough. But before we get too far into it, Trevor, what is your experience with breakups, all things heartbreak? Yeah, so that episode before was a little bit harder for me to you know touch on being that I had never been the one doing the breaking up, but I have a lot of experience in getting broken up with. So if you can be an expert in getting dumped, I'm that guy, right? Oh and so I think there's different ways you can go about handling a breakup. And I've handled it in a very poor way, as well as in a way that I think is more honoring to God. Um, and the more recent breakup really was like last year. It was about three days before going into my summer internship, which I was like super excited for. Like it was going to be a great summer. And it's like, oh, you don't have a girlfriend anymore. Like y'all are done. And so... Uh, it was a rough process of me trying to navigate what life looks like now for me, now that I'm not in a relationship, now that I'm not walking through life with this specific person. And one thing that made it a little bit harder was trying to stay friends with that person through that process. Mm. Um, And the process of healing and figuring out what life looked like afterwards uh, was just postponed a lot further than it needed it to be because I didn't seek God in that process. And in a way, I was honestly kind of angry at God because I was upset of what had happened and I was kind of angry at myself and saying like, how could you have not let this like stay together? How could you let yourself get to this place to where uh, you got broken up with? Like you did something wrong here. And so a lot of regret a lot of you know overthinking, and if I would have said this, if I would have done this better, maybe we wouldn't have been broken up with. And uh, the overthinking got so bad to the point that I just think really experienced anxiety to a, a point that I had never thought of before, and fearing what life would look like afterwards. And you know, uh, what is she doing now that we've broken up? Like, is she healing? Uh, I'm not healing, so is like life looking great for her while I'm over here like struggling every day. Um, added on to that was another layer of isolation because COVID was happening, and I got COVID, and so being completely isolated from all sorts of friends and family and community uh, did not help uh, my overthinking at all. And I just got to a place to where it was like I woke up in the morning and I was like, man, 
I can't wait for this day to be over. Yeah. But I had nothing look forward look for, to look forward to the next day. Yeah, it just makes for a really tough time, right? The idea of breakups. I mean, I've you know we shared about it uh, last week on the episode. Why is the world so messed up? Some of the things that I've been through, but I can like really ascertain, and people listening might be like, "What, dude? No way!" But one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with and battle through is getting broken up with. And I've been on both sides of the equation, sides where in which I was the one who made the decision to break up and then sides in which <laughs> I would have rather not been dumped. Um, more Most recently was my wife actually broke up with me. And so we dated for a year and then there were some things in the relationship that, you know, evidenced by our previous episode on when, she, when we should break up. There were some things in the relationship in which definitely showcased that we should you know, take some time apart. And so she dumped me straight up. It's like, Hey, you know, this ain't working. I'm sorry, whatever it may be. And like we spent, I mean, nine months apart. Um, and so most recently I've even been dumped by my wife. And I think for those listening, you know, I'm sure the majority of you listening have gone through a breakup and it's such a difficult and, you know, heart wrenching thing. And so Trevor, why do you think breakups are so hard though? What do you think makes them so difficult to deal with? Um, I think you just kind of build sort of like an emotional tie to that person because you're, you're spending time with them. Like that's the person who you first text in the morning and you first, you want to spend time with, like you have some free time outside of work. Like that's who you're going to be with. And, uh, whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know, but like you start to kind of plan like the future with this person and you kind of have these ideas going through your head of like, this is what the next month might look like for us in the next year. And you get excited and you have all those things like planned ahead. And then all of a sudden that those things are stripped from you. Mm. And it's like, I don't have that anymore. Yeah. Um, and it can force you to ask yourself, like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Cause like, I loved who I was in this relationship, but now I have to figure out like, who am I apart from this person now? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's the pain of lost expectations. Yeah. It's like, well, I expected that we would get married or get engaged or we would have had our one year right now or we would be hanging out right now on Friday night. But instead, I'm sitting inside doing nothing like, yep. you know, I, all these things, you know, really amplify the pain of what really is kind of a shot to the gut of like, dang, like, I thought we were good or you know, I really felt like maybe we can make it through this. Um, but I think another thing that makes breakups so hard, you know, jumping right in is when inappropriate physical intimacy is introduced. You know, that's something that I don't think a lot of people talk about is that um, so many people succumb to sexual passions in the relationship. And this is why we always talk about, like, sex is great if you wait. Sex is great if you wait, as in wait till marriage. Because if you don't wait till marriage, when you introduce physical intimacy prematurely, it creates toxic bonds that are incredibly difficult to break. And so it's like you're wearing, like, these glasses that are falling, you can't see the person for like who they truly are because of the physical bond that we've created in that relationship. And I think that's one thing that makes it so incredibly difficult, but knowing it's difficult and knowing it's hard. I mean, that doesn't mean that we have to be defeated. Like a breakup does not have to break you if you're listening and that there's ways to overcome it. There's healthy ways to operate after a breakup. So Trevor, for those listening, what encouragement, what things do you, you know, practical things would you give to somebody who's like, hey, you know, we're just, we're broken up. It's really tough. Now what? What do I do? I'm, I'm trying to heal from this heartbreak. What do I do now? Yeah. Number one, do not be alone. Mm. Like number one, like seek wise counsel, people you care about, people who care about you. 
Accountability. Um, accountability, 100%. And like in that specific season for me, like that wasn't easy for me because I had COVID. Like I was isolated during the early stages of that when it hurt most. Uh, but I still knew I, I couldn't do it alone because when you're alone, all those thoughts, the overthinking, the stress, the, you know, the regret, the, the fear, all of that is just bouncing back to your head and you have nothing, nobody to just be like, no, no, no. like, think about these things. Like, don't think about this. Like you have this to look forward to no one to walk with that with you. So when you're alone, it just, you spiral. Mm. Um, but I actually, knowing that I shouldn't be doing this alone, uh, got counseling. Like I started doing therapy and it was biblical counseling, which was super cool. And I was not something that I'd never done before. Cause I was like, I don't want to like go in a room and like, just tell people how I feel. And I think that's how a lot of people feel though, is that by the way, going to counseling, getting therapy is not about what's wrong with you. It's about what's right with you. The humility to say, you know what? I'm gonna take my mental health seriously, I'm going to humble myself to the point that I don't care what other people think or the stigma behind this. I'm going to go get better. And so I love that. And so you're getting counseling yeah, and then what? God used that. I mean, the I, I stayed away from scripture a lot during that time, which is probably the most important thing I should have been like using to you know heal through that. But I was staying away from it just because I'd rather uh, sit and do nothing and be angry and anxious the whole time rather than try to like pursue getting better. Uh, but the one time that I had opened scripture, it was uh, Philippians 4, uh, 6 and 7, talking about the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. I was like, okay, cool, um, whatever. And then I, I go into counseling and one of the counselors, what he gave to me was those verses. And he says, like, this is our goal for you is to have a peace that transcends any understanding. Like all these thoughts that are running through your mind right now, like you don't get it. You don't know why things had to happen this way. You don't know what the future is going to look like, but that doesn't mean you can't have peace right now. Mm -hmm. And then some of the verses after that talk about whatever is pure, whatever is right, whatever is lovely, excellence, worthy of praise, like dwell on these things and the God of peace will be with you. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I wasn't doing. Like anytime I had a chance to think, like I was thinking the worst of the worst. Like I was hating myself for who I should have been during the relationship and I was fearful of what life would look like moving forward. But anytime now taking every thought captive to say like, look, that thought doesn't honor Christ. Like mm -hmm. that thought doesn't trust God's plan for me. Yep. And, and now seeing that I got to a point to where I was, remember I was driving and I was listening to some sad music, which, you know, advice mm -hmm. for someone going through breakup, don't listen to sad music. I know it hits hard. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's just not, it does not help you. But I was listening to some sad music and I was trying to go through those thoughts again that I had been thinking before. And there was just like this mental block that I couldn't, I couldn't go down that road anymore. And that idea of a peace that transcends all understanding, like was made real for me to where I didn't understand why things happened the way they did. I had no idea what to expect moving forward, but like I had a peace, like I, tr yeah. I was able to trust God. Like it takes faith to move on after a breakup. Oh yeah. And I love what you said there too, at the beginning as well of the need for community. The reality is pain is personal, pain is personal, but healing happens in community. Pain is personal, but healing happens in community. Is that your pain is unique, and yes, no one has ever gone through something exactly what you've gone through, but people have gone through similar things. And you may feel alone in that pain, and that reality is, yeah, you may be the only one hurt to that extent, but the healing is going to happen around people. And so that means a couple things. That means that you need to get involved in church. You need to get involved in a small group. 
You need to get around buddies that will celebrate you, that will encourage you, that will pick you up in this time where you're a little bit down. Uh, that's number one is healing happens in community. We need accountability. We need people in our life. And, you know, number two, kind of what you mentioned, right? Scripture, like develop a quiet time, which kind of pushes us to the other one, which is progress into productive activities. Progress into productive activities, meaning this, like, for example, when Danielle and I broke up, like, I made a, a goal to pay off my student loans. I made a goal to work out a certain, many, certain amount of times a week. Not for the fact that that's the end all be all, but because, like, I needed to establish some sort of structure in my life and a productive activities are the best way to do it because, Trevor, plenty of people sink in unproductive activities, you know, whether it's drinking, smoking their pain away, even worse, a rebound just mm. running into the next relationship. Trevor, actually, t- let's talk about that. What do you think the issue is with just running right into another relationship, just kind of playing the rebound game? This is dangerous not allowing yourself to heal, mm. not in- allowing yourself to, one, like, grieve. Yep. Like, it is a loss. Like, the actually, the counseling that I went through, like, it was kind of the same process that they use for people who suffer, like, the death of a loved one. It's like this grief and loss kind of th- thing. Like, you are losing something that you were emotionally attached to and if you're already rushing to something else like you haven't let your heart heal from that other thing and you could start bringing some you know sinful tendencies or things that you haven't learned from into the next relationship or into the next person and then you're just hurting someone else when you could have given yourself the time to let God heal you from that and then now you're in a place to where you've grown and and you can use what you've learned to not make the same mistakes again or to uh, be a better person in that next relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Resist the urge to rebound. And, you know, don't dull the hurt because God intends to use that hurt to heal you the right way. Mm-hmm. I think it was the biggest thing for me in any of my breakups is just to resist that huge temptation that it is to just find somebody else who's going to sing my praises because guess what? In the midst of all the heartbreak that I dealt with, there I was. And it was a semblance to me like, okay, maybe, possibly, I'm the problem. Maybe I have some things that I need to rectify, that I need to fix within myself that is not getting fixed. And so oftentimes breakups are the best thing that can happen to you because it allows God to do an incredible work in you that would not have happened otherwise. And it's sometimes good to embrace that pain a little bit, like the, the pain of heartbreak, the pain of disappointment, the pain of lost expectations, right? Because it's often a great motivator and sanctifier for us as we're trying to grow closer to Christ. And so that's a big thing for us too, is not just like trying to exit out of that pain so quickly. We even talked about it last week on the episode, like not how can I get out of this, but what can I get out of this? What could God be trying to teach me through this breakup, through this heartbreak that I'm dealing with. And so those are the couple things, right? You know, healing happens in community, uh, progressing the productive, productive activities. Counseling is a big one. Uh, scripture is a massive one. Uh, stick to God's word, develop a quiet time. Um, all that great stuff. But I think one personal opinion that I have, right, you know, uh, is I tell people all the time, if they go through a breakup, is take intentional time apart. Whatever the agreement was that even if someone looked you in the eye and be like, I never want to talk to you again, get away from me. Or it was something less extreme. It was just like, hey, you know, maybe we take a break. You know, we continue to talk. Whatever that looked like, whatever that conversation looks like, either way, you need to take intentional time apart. You see it over and over with someone gets broken up with or breaks up with someone and they like want to keep talking to them and they want to like maintain some sort of like pseudo 
relationship. You don't want to lose them completely. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I just can't bear the thought of them not being in my life anymore. And so something I always recommend for people is that take intentional time apart and don't have communication, regardless of what that conversation looked like. No communication from the time that you break up for at least a month. Yeah. Like if there's a definitive conversation that says like, we are not together anymore. Boom. Okay, great. I don't send that person and you shouldn't send that person another text, another phone call, another DM, anything for at least a month. Why? Because your emotions are so crazy and everything is just such on like a high intense level that even if you are having conversations, the conversations are so infused with disappointment and anger and, you know, infatuation and all this stuff that it's not going to be productive. No one's going to make good decisions like that. It's only when it's kind of, you know, it's only when we can take a step back and really get an idea of, okay, what were the things in this relationship that were good? What were the things in the relationship that were poor? And if there was room for a break, should we get back together? Should we not? Um, and that will give you the clarity to do it. So when I mean like, you know, when I tell people like no communication, I mean like hardcore protect yourself in that regard. So no texting, no calling, no following them on Instagram. I think it's better that you just delete social media altogether when you're going through a breakup to allow yourself to focus into what God be trying to, could be trying to teach you. Yeah. But like unfollowing them, uh, not seeing any of their stuff, and just focusing completely on what God has for you and moving through the things that are going to get you closer to healing. But that's a like that's a pretty stern way to go about it. What yeah, are your thoughts on that? I think that's so right. Like now being in a better place and like really he- being healed from all of that, I can hear what you're saying and say like, yes, like those are all things that I should have done. Things that if I would have done early on, it would have uh, avoided a lot of hurt, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. Um, but I think if someone listening is hearing that right now and they're in the midst of that, they're like, okay, that's easy for you to say, mm-hmm. but it's a lot harder when you're in it. Like it's a lot harder. Like I don't want to delete social media cause I want to know what they're doing. Like I want to know if they found someone new. I want to know what's going on in their life. I can't have this sort of blissful ignorance to where it's just, I'm just, you know, living whatever happens happens. Like it's a lot easier to say that. Uh, but it's not blissful ignorance. Like it's faith. Yeah. And they say is the quote goes, curiosity killed, the cat, and I would say curiosity will slow down your sanctification process mm. and will slow down your walk with Christ. It's true. Because it's an infatuation that you're dealing with now. It's almost to a point of idolatry. Yeah. You're worshiping at the idol of this relationship partner at this point. If you can't, you know, whether you broke up with them and you're now going back on the decision or you got broken up with and you just can't deal with the decision, no matter what, that's a form of idolatry to always want to keep up. Yeah. And let's be honest, it's a little bit toxic and a lot of jealousy and controlling to always feel like, okay, I need to, I need to maintain an idea of what they're doing, whether they're dating somebody else, whether they're, you know, having fun, whether they're happy and I'm sad or, you know, whatever it may be. It's like, that's, it shouldn't matter. That should be, that's not your prerogative. It, it, it holds no weight. And that's the thing, like there something that helped me and to realize this is just to acknowledge myself, like. We are broken up. Yeah. That is not, for my wife, that is not my girlfriend anymore. Yeah. And for the ladies, that is not your boyfriend anymore. And once we come to grips with that, then we can start to develop as a single person. Uh, JP says on a lot in a lot of his sermons, Jonathan McClude talks about how like, 
the problems that people have in relationships and marriage are not relational or marriage problems. They're single people problems that people brought into the relationships. And if we never get those things rectified, then when we go into the relationships, they're just going to come out and be amplified. Yeah. And <clears throat> like what an incredible opportunity you now have as a, with heartbreak being your motivator with all these things, like you get to be developed yeah. by God as a result. So it's, you know, it's always an interesting thing, interesting thing to be able to walk through, but it's, you know, incredibly difficult. Yeah. Like, and like I said, like it, it truly does take faith. Like it takes not knowing the end goal, not knowing if they are going to end up with someone else, if you're going to be happy, like not trying to, walk through singleness just so that they could end up back with you again and like doing things to try to get them to get back with you. But it's like, I'm going to focus completely on God. I'm going to depend on him. I'm going to trust on him, not knowing what the future holds. And and by doing that, I know I'm doing the right thing and whatever happens, like that's what God wanted to happen. And I think that's the best way to find something out of that hurt. And mm-hmm. like, it's still hard. Like you might be angry at the person who broke up with you if it's on the side that you're getting broken up with like you might have some of these feelings like how could they move on when I'm not moving on like like you said like how could they be happy when I'm being sad and something that was told to me that I would love to share with everyone is just the idea of being able to forgive someone and forgiveness like if you think about it like a car wreck like somebody smashes into your car all sorts of damages forgiveness isn't saying I expect you to pay these damages that you caused it's knowing that God is the one who will pay those damages. It's mm-hmm. like, I forgive you. I no longer expect you to pay for the damages that I'm now dealing with, but I'm going to allow God to heal me within that. And it's like, you may need to make some changes. You may need to drive a little differently. You, you might need to start wearing your seatbelt a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But it's no longer expecting that person to repay the damages that might be what you're dealing with, but it's trusting in God that God is going to heal you, taking the season of singleness the right way and saying, I'm pursuing God because that's what I'm made to do, uh, not just because I want this person to get back together with me again. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good, Trevor. And the reality is heartbreak is hard, but it is not insurmountable. You know, is that God has an incredible plan for you, and that sounds cliche, and that sounds weird, but it's so incredibly true. So have perspective, have trust in God, and embrace the things that we talked about today, and you will heal from your heartbreak, and you will bounce right back for the glory of God. I hope this episode helped you out and provided you tons of clarity and encouragement. If so, I'd greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review and also share this show on your social media. It helps more than you know. Until next time.